Welcome to the Daily Naked Pair Podcast, brought to you by Rocco Blue, the first ever brand focused on supporting parents with special needs children. Naked Parent Nation is a group of parents with special needs children who are willing to get vulnerable, strip it all down, and take a look at ourselves, our parenting, our family, and our plans to create a life beyond our wildest dreams. Hello, Naked Parent Nation, and welcome to today's episode of the Naked Parent Podcast. My name is Chad Ratliff, and I am your host. And today, we have the pleasure of having Kelsey Hansen with us, who has two children and a story to share with us all. And we're so grateful to have you on the show today. Thanks for being with us, Kelsey. Yeah, thanks. So yeah, this is um, slightly random, unless you're... uh, doing regular podcasts regarding your family. But so far, the feedback's been that all of the different stories that we're sharing are helping people feel understood or, yeah. So tell us a little bit, you have two children? Yes, I have two boys. Uh, My oldest will be 12 next month. He was diagnosed with ADHD and ODD very severely at the age of three and a half. My youngest, he just turned two on the 28th of August. He's been diagnosed with nonverbal low-functioning autism, as well as speech delay, intellectual, like he's pretty behind. Yeah, so this is pretty new for you. Yeah. Pretty heavy, huh? Yeah, it's been, kind of, it's been rough, actually. Pretty rough. <laughs> My son, they told me he's in the bottom 1% of functionality, and so he's nonverbal, with intellectual disability. And I think his intellectual disability probably overrides his autism. That's an experience that I have in my journey. So you figured out that something was different pretty early, huh? I mean, if diagnosis at two. Yeah, I have actually had the advantage of uh, growing up around autism. My mom, many of her friends have worked with a company called CTA. Um, it's a company here in Utah that is they have group homes and stuff for people with autism. So I've been around it. I'm also a very observant or what they call nosy person. (laughs) So I observe a lot. I pick up on things quickly. The first time I noticed that something just wasn't normal with my son or like, oh, there's a, a sign right there was he was about six months old and is when he kind of started becoming a little bit mobile he banged his head on the wall. Mm. He would go to the wall and just smack his head for no reason. Or he'd head bang me or his dad. He was behind in his walking, crawling, you know, the normal things. But kids can tend to do that. But it was when he started head banging was what caught my attention. He was about six months. And what did, and you brought it up with the pediatrician and were they receptive right away or how did they, how did that um, go? I actually didn't bring it up to the pediatrician because I knew that they were going to tell me, oh, you're crazy. You know, when it comes to autism, kids are like that. Oh, my son didn't talk till he was three or four. And so I didn't even say anything to his pediatrician up until he was about six. It was his 18 month checkup at 16 months. He had regressed from everything, everything he could speak, everything he could sign Everything that was verbal or any type of communication, he just stopped doing it. 
And so right then and there, I was like, I need to get him into early intervention. So contacted early intervention and he's been in early intervention ever since. Immediately, they got me a referral for him to get assessed for autism. So his doctor actually doesn't even know his diagnosis yet. Wow. 18 months checkup, I told him that I was getting him into early intervention. And like I said, he told me I was crazy. Yeah, I mean, you really do know what they say because you sounded like my pediatrician. That's exactly what they told me time after time. So, I mean, you really do understand what you were dealing with with regards to them. So the regression is... um, were you familiar with the regression? That was new for me. I had no... To be I, honest, I had no idea about the regression. I had no idea. I just thought that they just learned slowly. You know what I right. mean? I didn't know that they would learn and then unlearn everything, basically. And I don't know if it's they unlearn it or they're just like, no, I'm not just going to do it. You know what I mean? Because with autism, it's when they want. They'll do it when they want it, you know? Right. And so I honestly don't know, but... When that happened, I knew, like, that's not normal. The headbanging. Well, the regression. Yeah, the regression. I mean, it like was like the lights went out. I mean, it went from some involvement to, like, the lights went out. I don't know. Was yours that kind of extreme? Yeah, mine was that extreme, too. Like, I felt like I had a whole new child in my house. Crazy. Like, he was cloned, and I was placed with a completely different kid in my home. That's so heavy. It was sad. He used to interact with me with like playing peekaboo. Like he couldn't really talk, but he would make the uh uh-uh, like the sounds, you know. Right. And he just completely stopped doing it. He would call me mama, doesn't call me mom anymore. He doesn't even say mama anymore. So that's a little rough, but <laughs> we're getting through it. Yeah, you are. Yeah. Um so what how what is does getting through it mean that I mean I wasn't getting through it. I mean, it's hard. Um, I know he knows who I am. With autism, I don't know if your son's the same, but he does have a best friend. Uh He has one specific person that he loves more than anybody in the world, (laughs) Uh which is my roommate. And that's okay. I know he knows who I am. But just the fact that he's learning to communicate more makes me feel good. Yeah. Sorry. No, no. I mean, that's that's where the name of the show came from, really. I mean, this is what life is, you know. My son's 12, so I've been a journey and I've, I've been shocked in other times. You know, I mean, I've, I've had videos sent home to me where I had no idea that he knew any of these things. Mm-hmm. And it blew my mind. Like when he came home that day, I was like, hey, Rocco, I, I want to apologize for whenever I talked like you didn't understand like when you were in the room because I'm sure that I did that plenty of times and now all of a sudden I was surprised but it didn't he never led on to it so I didn't even know that it was happening right it yeah there's mean, things that that I've missed too that I'm just like oh my god like I'll run to the store or something real quick or I'd be in the shower or I would just miss it you know what I mean yeah and I'm like oh Dang it. Like, and then he wouldn't do it again. Yeah. So I totally understand where you're coming from. And it's not that it made it easier either when that happened. I mean, it's just, I'm just sharing that experience because to this day, I don't really know what my son knows and what he doesn't. I don't know how, I don't know if he has an idea, you know, some days I'm like, he's totally with it. And his ABA therapist has, you know, believes he's like almost has no disability. And then other days I'm like, 
he's like a vegetable, you know? And so right. it's a pretty tough experience. Usually I ask what's one of the worst things that happens to kind of put things in perspective, but you know, that regression is so heavy. Yeah. The regression is super hard with my oldest. Like, I don't know. I'm a very firm believer in teaching your kids sign language. Um, I believe it helps them learn how to speak, be polite at a young age. You know what I mean? My oldest, he was signing when he was six months old saying more, please milk. Thank you. You know? And so, I mean, that's just my personal belief. Some people believe other things, but I like that. Did your uh, older son have any um, speech delays? No, he spoke very early. He at nine months old, his first word was balloon. Other than mama and dada, he said balloon very, very clear. So where, how about, you know, it's pretty early, but have you had any aha moments that have given you insight or helped you at this point? Um, with the baby, I just noticed that because he still does head bang. Um, so kind of if I were to, if I redirect him, he loves doing head, shoulders, knees and toes. So when he starts to head bang, I redirect him to doing that. And all of a sudden he's just the happiest kid on earth. Cool. So I guess kind of that. <laughs> I do. I actually remember a song that my son was really into. That that's what it made me think of. How about the early intervention? Have you had any um, support or services that are help that are helping you? Yeah. So with early intervention, got him into that immediately. Like I said, and uh, he did very well when I first got him in his first appointment. Again, he still wasn't speaking. Wasn't signing wasn't anything and within the first or second month he started talking again he would mimic me just from doing things that they helped me with he wasn't using utensils so i kind of went with what they recommended to use or to do to use utensils and he started using utensils one of the big things for me was choosing between two items so he loves baby shark at the store, there was a baby shark toy. There was a blue one and there was a yellow one. So I held them both up and I said, do you want the blue one or do you want the yellow one? And he kept looking back and forth, back and forth. And I kept repeating the colors and he said yellow very clearly. And it was like the biggest thing inside the store. People were probably like, what the hell are these people doing? <laughs> but just the fact that he mimicked me and... He was able to choose what when he wanted was a really big thing. Yeah. So that's cool. We take the we take the wins when we get them, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Are you doing like ABA therapy or yeah, so something or other? Today was his actual first day of ABA therapy. He decided that he was going to wake up at three thirty in the morning. He didn't go back to sleep, and he stayed awake all morning long and had a full day of ABA and did really, really well and came home and passed out at three o'clock. So is he normally have a issue sleeping? Oh yeah. A ton. Um, I tried melatonin for really, uh, quite a bit. Didn't sometimes like at the beginning when I first tried it, it would put him to sleep, but he'd wake up and then it's slow and slow and slowly stop working. So I contacted the doctor that diagnosed him and he put him on some medication um, it worked and now he's back to waking up in the middle of the night. <laughs> and that's, that's hard. It's very hard. It's really, really hard. Especially when he's sleeping is the only time I'm able to get anything done. And so yeah. when 
ready to lay down and go to bed. He's wide-eyed and bushy-tailed. <laughs> yeah. And this show is like, for sure, is no medical diagnosis, nothing. We contribute nothing from a medical or educational or whatever disclaimer I have to give before I tell you what we had to do for my son, which is not something that I'm recommending at all. I'm just sharing my experience. For sure. It's melatonin. It's Benadryl. It's an ADHD. It's 10X, which is like the prescription. And the combination, we've been doing it for years. See, and his doctor put him on clonidine, which clonidine. is clonidine, yeah. Like the... Um, Blood yeah. pressure medication. And that's what my oldest is on. That's what they started him on with ADHD medication was to bring down his hyperactivity. But now he's on it for sleep. And it works well with him. But with my youngest, it's like he's just eating a candy. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I wish you to find your solution as soon as possible because that was, I can't say exactly what was the if there was a number one reason for the nasty divorce I eventually went through, it might have been the no sleep because we were just crazy. We were just I, insane. I believe it. I so believe it. I hope you find uh, your solution sooner than later. How about for you? What are how are you like taking care of yourself? How are you know? Are you doing anything for you? I do. Um, I'm a firm believer in self-care for sure. No matter what is around you, no matter what's going on, you should always take care of yourself because if you don't take care of yourself. I mean, you'll never be happy ever. You'll never have that one little, even if it's a teeny tiny millimeter of happiness, you'll never have it if you don't. Whether that means taking a bath to yourself once a week, once a month even. Yeah. You no. Know? So I try to go, um, I get my eyelashes done. I do my hair every so often. And one of the big things that I do, the main things I do is my nails. I used to be a waitress and that was one of the things, believe it or not, that got me tips like crazy was my nails. And so when I have my nails done, I feel 100%. That's great. Yeah, I do do some self-care. That's great. That's great. We have to. I feel like that's the thing that we need to bond together and support one another in is not so much about how to help little Larry or little Tina. It's about how we can care for ourselves. Is really, that's just my own personal feeling. I feel 100% same too. Taking care of yourself. In order to take care of anything or anybody else, you need to take care of yourself first. Yeah. And I actually believe that that's one of the things that I've become grateful for through this journey of, whatever it is, special needs or whatever. I don't really like calling it special needs, but through, this, <laughs> but through this journey, it's kind of helped me put together my sort of program and the difference between me taking care of myself and me not caring for myself is like two completely different people. And one's like a good person. The other's really not like even a good person. You know, it's like that big of a difference because it's just so wearing. That's just something I have to do for me. So I'm glad you found some things that, that work for you. Yeah. I good. saw your favorite quote, uh, don't live down to expectations, go out there and do something remarkable. Yeah. Don't live down to expectations, go out there and do something remarkable. That's amazing. 
So are you able to harness that this early in the uh, journey, if you will? Yeah. So the thing about that quote, I was in high school. Um, I had my oldest child when I was 16. So I was a sophomore. In, well, I was a, technically a junior in high school. I was a sophomore when I got pregnant. At my graduation, um, I was told that to pick a quote from a hat to speak about during my, for my graduation. So I did, and that was the quote. And I've always, always, always put that in my life some way or somehow just to continue because I've been a physically a single mom since the moment I had my oldest son. Um, his dad hasn't made the best decisions in life and has been incarcerated for most of it. So while he's been there, he hasn't physically been there. So I've had to do it for myself. And I was always told like, you're never going to make it. You're never going to succeed. You won't graduate. You're not going to this. You're not going to that. And I've proved every single person wrong. Despite the fact that it's been 10 years later, I got pregnant with another child. It was once again, oh, you're pregnant. Oh, you're not going to do it. You can hardly even do it with this one. Blah, 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 you know? So that's just something that I've lived by. And I've actually told many people, like, stop listening to what the other person is saying, do what you know that you're capable of doing. That's awesome. I mean, that's easier for me to do when I'm taking, and that's another thing for taking care of myself. If I'm taking care of myself, I'm able to like be less affected by what other people think and say. I had five kids within six years of age. And so they're just like, what are you, what's wrong with you? You know, you're just like destroying these kids lives and when i'm taking care of myself i realize that nobody has a clue what they're talking about exactly exactly i'm like i tell my family because i'm really close to my grandma so i told my grandma you know i'm like i mean i could be out there being a teen mom having kids back to back to back to back but no i felt like i was pretty responsible in the fact that i didn't have kids 10 years apart you know what i mean that's one of my very favorite quotes I like it. Thanks for sharing that. Is there anything that, you know, what are you excited about as it relates to your youngest child? I'm just excited for him to progress. I believe that he will be able to speak again more than he is now. He says a few words. I'm hoping and I believe that he'll be able to fully communicate in, I want this, I want that, I, you know, or even just saying like, cracker just you know things like that he does say cup sometimes so i guess that doesn't count but when people see him they're like oh my goodness he's so cute he's you know but then when they realize that he's not there intellectually or he doesn't speak to them or he just blatantly ignores them if they're saying hi to him they're like what is wrong with him you know and so I just, I want him to be able to be socialized, like be, being able to be in public without feeling scared or overwhelmed or whatever the case may be. Yeah. I hope that you find that as well. I didn't, I haven't found too many people other than people who have special needs children. That understand. That understand. My girlfriend's just the best. So she's, she gets it. And then I have one other friend and that's it. Who, you know, even some of my great friends, they just, they freeze and they just, they're more uncomfortable than my son or myself, you know? And it's mm -hmm. like, 
go take some time for yourself. It's almost like I have to like support them. Right. And it's like with you freaking out like that, he's catching your energy and it's making him right even more frantic, you know? Right. Yeah, I totally understand that too. So we have to stick together um, because you just can't explain it. Yeah. Why is your kid throwing a temper tantrum in the middle of aisle 22? Well, I don't know. You tell me. Yeah. I know. I know. I know some of the things people say, and even when some of them are trying to be helpful, it's like, oh my gosh, you didn't just say that. I used to watch my ex and she'd just sit there and like somebody would say something that they thought they were being helpful. And she, you know, the tears were just like starting to come out and you're like, this is horrible. But my journey has been a positive journey once I started finding a program to care for myself. And that's sort of my, that's why I started this podcast. I mean, I was bummed and I was hurt and I was mad and I was all these things that made life not functional or even worth living really. And when I started finding a new way and and started, you know, finding things to be grateful for, that's kind of how this podcast started. So I see it in you. I see that intuition that you have and that depth and wisdom that you have. And I think your, your son's a lucky, he's got a, he's got a great mom. He's lucky to have you. Well, thank you. I do appreciate that for sure. I'm very grateful to have the knowledge that I do have, you know, with my oldest, I thought that he was autistic too, just because of how hyper he was. Like even with him, his own pediatrician, I took him in at three and a half years old and I'm like, I'm in tears because I'm like, my kid is not normal. He is bouncing off the walls. He's bouncing off the walls. He's coming from A to Z back forth back and forth and i can't handle it he's disrespectful to me he's rude to love his stuff you know and his doctors oh that's normal that's normal that's a normal three-year-old behavior i'm like this is no way a normal three-year-old behavior so i took it upon myself to take him to a specialist and his specialist even told him like he told me he has very severe adhd and it's like i am grateful for my own attentiveness to be able to notice and realize the things with my children to get them the help they need at the early time that they need it that will help benefit and help them the most i agree i I think that's awesome i appreciate you sharing this part of your journey and i hope to um i'd love to stay connected like as some of the people i meet as you go through these different stages to continue kind of staying in touch and in contact to hear how things are going and hear what's working and just to hear how you're doing. If you're up for that, you know, I'll, I'll check in down the road, but hopefully we can kind of stay together and, and uh, support each other through this journey. Yeah, for sure. You're more than welcome to like email me anytime. I love to get feedback. People have asked me so many questions about, well, how did you know? What was the first time? what was this what was that i mean in fact just the other day at best buy the guy there was like well like yes he was diagnosed but not only that it's just me being around that and the autism and knowing like i already knew way far before there was any kind of diagnosis going on you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so yeah for sure i'm always available so 
The one that just stuck out that I remember was that my son did the army crawl. He didn't get up on his knees when he crawled. That was one of the things that I remember not seeming right. He just like kind of pull on his arms. He never get up on his knees, which I guess is um is a developmental sort of sign. For other parents that are listening out there, do you have any thoughts or suggestions or words of wisdom or advice? Just pay attention to your kids. Pay attention to your kids. If you know that there's something that is just make you think in your head that is like you don't know if that's right or wrong, pay attention to it. Ask somebody, ask people, talk to your doctor. Yeah, like I said, the doctors may not be the best people to go to, but ask somebody. I'm always open. I'm always here. You can contact me. I'm sure you can contact Chad. Get in contact with somebody that may know. The earlier, the better. The sooner that you get them help, the more lower on the spectrum that they were before, they could move higher on the spectrum. True that. So I'll start a little Facebook group and um, I'll invite you to it. And for anybody out there listening, you're welcome to join. And together we go on this journey together. And it makes me think of, um, have you heard of a book called The Power of Now? I think it is by Eckhart Tolle. I it's, don't it's, think so. It's basically just about being present and being like in the now. It's kind of that sort of gist. And, and I remember he said something about, he said people with same sex likes are the closest to enlightenment. And I'm like, what's he getting at here? And his point was that some of the adversities that people with same sex interests have to face in life because of society is so heavy that it pushes them to enlightenment quicker than the average person that's just kind of lollygagging through life. And I sort of feel like there's a connection that this raising special needs children's like push me to the edge of I can either jump off or I can maybe soar. And right now I'm trying to soar. It's the difference. How different are people with autism than people with normal intellectual abilities? How different are they? They're not dumb. They're not whatever you want to call them. They're different. Just like the next person that is sitting next to you that's gay. Why? Just because he doesn't like a male or a female? He likes a male? He's different. I'm different. <laughs> you know? I appreciate you hanging out with me during this time. And like I said, I'm going to send you an invite. Maybe we can start a group that can support one another and, and check in um, down the road. And I wish you all the best and i wish you um a lot of joy with your children yeah well, i do and, appreciate uh, you thanks for being on the show yeah thank you all right take care kelsey bye this concludes our show for today and i'd like to personally thank you for spending the time with us on a topic near and dear to our hearts if you'd like to be part of the Naked Parent Nation and help us reach those parents that are struggling and overwhelmed, there's no better way to help than by subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show on iTunes. iTunes highlights the shows based on these metrics, and the more the show gets highlighted, the more opportunities people will have to be introduced to the show where they can hear that message of hope or that tip that can change everything. So follow the link in our show notes 
and we hope to have you back here tomorrow where we'll do it again. From the team here at the Naked Parent Podcast, we wish you the life you've always dreamed of and then some. So long. <laughs>